Welcome to Mindfully Well, your place to get the tools and tips you need to connect to a deeper sense of wellness, naturally and simply. This podcast is for change-seeking women who are curiously devoted to their health and ultimately having a positive impact on the world around them. I'll be diving into everything that can help us live mindfully well, one episode at a time. I'm your host, Haley. Hello, podcast people. I honestly wanted to start this episode by <laughs> by saying hey to all my cool cats and kittens <laughs> from the show The Tiger King. Oh my gosh, I didn't do it and now I just did it, so I kind of did it. Um, if you haven't watched Tiger King, well, then you don't get the joke. But if you have, then it's hilarious, I think, but it's probably getting overdone. So that's why I tried not to do it, and then I did it, and now I can't stop thinking about that woman from the Tiger King. Anyway, hi. Welcome. This is episode 19 of the Mindfully Well podcast, and this is part two of my new weekly series called Our Monthly Cycle. Today we are covering the follicular phase. So, as a quick review, there are four phases in the monthly cycle, and each one of them has a purpose. So, what you typically think of is the menstrual phase, right? Like, your period. This is the three to seven days of when you are bleeding, for a lack of better words, like that's what's happening. Um, and it's a time for releasing and letting go and turning inward. The next phase after our period is called the follicular phase. And this is the 7 to 10 days after you stop bleeding, and it's likely when you're more open to new things. After the follicular phase comes the ovulatory phase, ovulation. This is 3 to 4 days generally. Um, it's when you're fertile, receptive, and when your hormones are at their highest. This is important, and we'll talk about it next week. Um, then the final phase is the luteal phase. And that is anywhere from 10 to 14 days after ovulation and before your period. And it, it can be kind of broken up into two weeks, kind of. Um, so like the first five to seven days, you're feeling pretty good, full of energy, like coming off of ovulation, like things are peachy keen. Um, and then after that, you slowly start to turn inward and prepare for your period, the menstrual phase. So... I want you to remember that all of these phases can vary in length and they transition in and out of each other. They have some overlap, like these day numbers aren't static and they're not concrete. So that's why it's really important to tune into your cycle individually and that's what I'm going to be teaching you in this series. I recently shared a recipe in my Well Weeks emails that was created specifically for this phase of the monthly cycle. And someone replied and shared that she had no idea that there were different phases within the monthly cycle or that there was anything special to learn about the rest of the month besides menstruation. Well, I have news for you. There is so much more to learn about your cycle and each phase that you likely know about, which is exciting for me. That's why we're here, like super stoked. Um, today we're talking about the follicular phase, which is the 7 to 10 days after menstruation, give or take. Like I said, it's a little 
uh, fluid and not concrete. For an introduction and full overview of the monthly cycle, you can listen to episode 18, which is the episode before this, or you can read the full blog post titled Our Monthly Cycle Part 1, How Well Do You Know Your Cycle? And I'll include links to this in the show notes below, so you can check that out after this episode, or you can pause right now and listen to that one and then come back to this one if you like to do things in order. After we stop bleeding, we enter the follicular phase for 7 to 10 days, on average. The hormonal effects on the brain during this phase signal a sense of openness to new things and creativity. So, it's said to be a good time to start new projects and take advantage of our energy being higher right now. As our hormonal levels are going back up and the uterine lining of the endometrium is starting to replenish itself, this is the follicular phase. A little side note, I recently learned that there are two layers to the endometrium, the basal layer and the functional layer. I didn't know this, it's not really crucial for you to know, but I thought it was pretty cool that it's not just one layer inside of the uterus, but there are two separate layers that work together. Anyway, um, as the egg is maturing, so is the uterine lining, every month. This might be obvious because it's what we see as our period. But, did you know, the lining is replenished by the time ovulation occurs. So in 7 to 10 days, the endometrial cells rapidly grow and the uterine lining thickens from 1 millimeter thick to 6 millimeters thick. Like, what? That's such a short time frame. I think that is so cool. And there are also blood vessels developing within the endometrium to provide nutrients to the developing tissues. So it's not just this layer of like stuff that's going to become bloody discharge. Like there's so much more going on in there. So why is it called the follicular phase? Well, this is when the follicle develops in our ovaries. And by the way, the egg is inside of the follicle. There's a nice picture of this in the accompanying blog post from the book Women, Hormones, and the Menstrual Cycle that shows the, fo- the follicle maturing in the ovaries. So if you click the link in the show notes after you're finished listening to this and flip through, flip through, <laughs> scroll through the blog post that goes with this episode, you'll see that picture. And I think it's pretty cool. That's why I included it. Um, I'm a very visual learner. So if you want to see what that looks like, you can check that out in the blog post. So I've mentioned before that certain foods eaten in each phase can assist in helping our cycle move along in a healthful manner, meaning the foods that we eat can help with metabolizing estrogen, support progesterone production, and stabilizes blood sugar throughout the cycle. Estrogen buildup, which is also known as estrogen dominance, can result in heavier and or longer periods, cramps, mood swings, and depression. So this is definitely important to get that estrogen metabolized through our bodies meaning excreted from our bodies through our poop. That's how it happens. The foods we eat in this phase sets the stage for ovulation, the next phase after this one. So during this first half of our cycle, our metabolism is lower and we don't burn as many calories naturally per day compared to the second half of the cycle. This is just a biological happening, like a fact, which is pretty cool. And I didn't know this until maybe like 
a year, a year and a half ago. So once you know this, you can start to take advantage of or use in a positive manner this superpower or whatever you want to call it. So you can think of it as planning your meals and consumption and workouts in support of where you are in your cycle. Because unlike our male counterpart, we don't just function on a 24-hour circadian rhythm. We also have our monthly cycle that's at play, which is a different biological rhythm. Great. So, which foods support the follicular phase then? Well, first we have to remember that our hormone levels are low, but they're starting to go back up in this phase. So, it's important to eat foods that promote estrogen metabolism. Like I mentioned, we want to get that excess estrogen out of our bodies to help prevent buildup of that hormone. And research shows that eating foods that are easier to metabolize and have an astringency to them, which is good for your liver, is beneficial during this phase. So these foods include broccoli, carrots, zucchini, lettuce, avocado, grapefruit, lemon, lime, orange, lentils, lima beans, cashews, flax seeds. Flax seeds are really great for um, metabolizing that estrogen and getting it out of our bodies. Pumpkin seeds, chicken, eggs, trout, olives, pickles, sauerkraut, vinegar. It's actually a really long list, but these are a lot of the foods that I eat pretty often, so it's my little short list. Um, yeah, and what about working out? So I mentioned that we're burning more calories during different phases of the cycle, or different halves of the cycle, I should say. And there's a difference here, too, if you care about this stuff. Um, I honestly don't... <laughs> I admittedly don't really work out in the traditional sense. Like, I don't currently. I mean, I have before. I might again. Who knows? But currently, I don't really work out that often. Um, my entire lifestyle is very natural movement oriented. So I'm constantly moving throughout the day. And I think that's probably why I don't work out, quote unquote, as much as someone else might. So anyway, during the follicular phase, our testosterone is typically a little bit higher than usual, which helps our bodies build muscle more effectively and efficiently. This is a good time for high-intensity interval training and cardio workouts. However, if your hormones are imbalanced, which that's I'm not your doctor and I'm not a doctor yet, so I can't quite tell you that, but figuring out where and how your cycle is right now will help you understand if your hormones are imbalanced and working with a naturopathic doctor can also help or whatever physician you prefer. But someone who specializes in menstrual cycle and women's hormones is probably a good go-to. But like I was saying, if your hormones are imbalanced or you're dealing with high stress levels, keeping your workout to no more than 30 minutes is a good idea because anything past that time frame could shift your body into like a fat storage mode and your workout would be counterproductive. So killing yourself in your workout is not always beneficial from a stress and physiological perspective. So, oops, I just hit my table. I wonder if you could hear that. Um, anyway, what else? So this is a good time to sit down and plan out your month. So you can, whatever day it is in the month, you can see day one of your follicular phase as day one of your new month, your new cycle. Technically, day one of the cycle is day one of your period. But I, for me, I kind of look at that as like the close of the cycle that had just happened. Um, 
So technically it's not day one, but in my mind, it's like day one of my new month and my new inner spring, however you want to call it. So it's a good time to think about what you want to make happen and a good time to schedule stuff in. Like if you want to launch a new project, it might be best to do that when your energy is high instead of launching on the first day of your period, if you can help it. So you can do anything your heart desires during any phase of your cycle. I'm a huge advocate for trusting your gut, following your intuition, and acting. But if you know when your energy is higher throughout the month, you can take advantage of that. And I think that's pretty cool. So I know this is a lot of information to remember. And you don't have to become an expert overnight or ever if you don't want to. If you just want to know the basics, great. That's why I'm here for you. Just remember to tune in every day and to start to get curious about where you are in your cycle. Like I said, it's it's an individual journey. It's your cycle. And your cycle is not going to be identical to someone else's. So it's yours. And I think that's also really cool. This process does take time and... It starts with observing right where you are each day. So to start tuning into your cycle, I've made a daily tracking sheet for you, which you can get for free over on my website. And specifically for the follicular phase, I've created a little cheat sheet for you. So it's got the food stuff on it, um, different like mood stuff and movement stuff. It's got an affirmation on there. And then it's also got a little check-in tracking sheet too. So you can get that for free over on my website. I'll include the link in my show notes. And when you sign up, you'll get both of those instantly. And yeah, that's all I've got for you for the follicular phase. Stay tuned for the next episode where we're diving into the specifics of the ovulatory phase, which is when we ovulate. And it's important for everyone to know, not just people who are trying to have babies. So I hope that um, intrigues you because I think ovulation is really cool. And if you have any trouble accessing the freebies or have a question about this information, feel free to email me, send me a message. If you're loving this stuff, please share it with a friend. And as always, I am here for you. Good luck and I will see you next time.